0: Yeah. Uh, now, I, I was born in Glasgow and then uh,
4: moved down when I was about seven, down to Southend. And, um, yeah, I lost the accent pretty quickly because uh, talking like that in the playground is not so good uh, <laughs> in Essex. So, uh, yeah, I lost that pretty quickly um, and got this kind of hybrid estuary thing that comes out of my mouth. Wow. Well,
3: well, um, I guess uh, I guess most people will uh, will recognise you as um, as a uh, Lance from from Phone Shop, and then uh, Alan Cooper, also known as uh, Simon's Dad from from The Inbetweeners. I think that yeah, the, the first thing we we kind of had on our, on our little list of questions was um, yeah, how did you how did you sort of fall into acting and and the stuff you're doing doing there?
4: Well, I I. I literally fell into it um, because uh, uh, I worked in the city for a while uh, in a different life and then um, kind of gave that up because it was awful. And then I didn't really know what to do. So uh, I I ended up, I, I kind of co-ran a comedy club, Joker comedy club in South End. So I knew kind of s- some of these comics, you know, um, Lee Evans used to, used to compare down there. And... Lee lived in Lee, and um, he sort of encouraged me to, to, to go and do stand-up. So I did stand-up, and long story short, he saw me in... Uh, I, I did the Edinburgh Festival, and he came to see one of the shows, and basically Lee gave me my, my biggest break, really, because uh, he came along and said, look, I'm doing a show. Do you want to do some writing on it, a little bit of writing? And it's it, 99% him. So... I said, "Yeah," and then we he, we wrote some sketches for it, and then he said, um, "Do you want to do them?" I went, "Hey, eh? I don't what." And he said, uh, "Yeah, do you want to do them because uh, uh, we haven't got anyone else?" I went, oh, "Okay." So we did a little little sort of art centre tour. I'm guessing to make sure I could do it properly, you know. And then uh, then we did a West End run. So my first proper acting job was um, ten weeks in the West End. So. And then suddenly I was an actor and agents came to see me. Uh, I was signed up by an agent and suddenly I was going to auditions and uh, acting. This is this is 20, 24, 26 years ago, whenever it was. Long time ago. Um, yeah, so I kind of learnt on the job, really. Uh, yeah.
5: That is thrown at the deep end, now, isn't it, West End?
4: Oh, yeah, that is properly thrown at the deep end. Oh, great fun. Great fun. I loved it. I loved it. But um, I haven't really done much theatre since, actually. I've done a couple of couple of short plays. But um, theatre's not really my forte, I don't think. Uh, um, I did really enjoy it. But, um, no, it's telly, really, for me. Telly and radio. I love doing radio, actually. Love radio. You,
5: was you a bit nervous? Was it... Yeah. Was you a bit of a natural at Was you nervous? Or, or what? I mean,
3: I... I... You know, i would be absolutely because the- theater is very much sink or swim isn't
4: it i think it, very much so yeah Now i think um i was very nervous yeah uh, the- there's no question of that but um ever since i was about six or seven years old i wanted to be james bond so uh i'd always kind of wanted to be an actor but I'd, i i never thought i would be able to do that that's why i didn't go Rada. they wouldn't have had me in, I shouldn't think. Um, uh, but I'd, I'd always, it had always really interested me. When, when I was a kid, I I, uh, I made short films as well on a, on a sort of kind of a, a, a video camera type thing, you know, and, and before that on uh, on Super Eight film. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so I've always been really interested in telly, in that that art form and and acting. So I suppose it didn't come as a, it didn't come as a massive surprise to me that that suddenly I was doing that.
5: After that, I mean, I know she used creative a lot of a lot of writing material, um, things Hmm. like Fox and eight out of ten cats. Yeah. Like you say, so so the breakthrough came, but how how did how did that come about? Because that seems like quite quite a jump to me.
4: Well, that came about because I was I was still doing stand up. And uh, people found out that I'd done some work with Lee and various other people came in and said, you know, would you help me with a bit of writing? Uh, it's a bit of a, it's a slightly sort of dark art, actually, uh, because um, basically some stand-ups, when, they were on, when they're on shows, they really, hang on a minute, i turn this bloody phone off. <laughs> Go
3: away. Ah, Sorry, guys. Really
4: fun. Um, so trying to ring me at 10 past six on a bloody Sunday Get away apologies uh, yes it's a bit of a dark art the uh, the writing for performers because actually they they're in charge of it they mold it and it, you know 95 percent of what is said on stage or on screen is by them but they do so- sometimes use writers like me and often we're a kind of a, an insurance policy but uh, uh, but I, I can't remember who the first writer who the first person was who asked me uh, it might have been Ardle O'Hanlon because oh. uh, I, I supported Ardle when, when he was doing father Ted uh, he did a tour and on part of that tour I supported him um, and he uh, he asked me to do some writing for him. So, which I did, and then other people kind of find out and um, I did a bit of writing with uh, Bill Bailey back on, in, in God, in uh, 98? I don't know, something like that. Um, and uh, I was for a show up in BBC Scotland and I did some other bits with him and then Sean, uh, I bumped into Sean in, uh, Sean Lock in uh, Edinburgh and he said, oh You know, you do some writing there, and he got me in to write um, the first radio series of 15 stories high, uh, which then went on to do another radio series. And then two TV series, which I which I co-wrote with. him. Uh, And then, you know, because I'd worked with Bill before, Bill got me in to do Buzzcocks. um, And then because obviously I'd written with Sean before. He got me in to do eight out ten cats and cats does countdown and various other bits and bobs, and it's a sad, sad loss that he's not with us anymore because he was yeah. a a genius and a very, very good friend, uh, a very close friend, and um, fiercely loyal, and the best night out you could ever have ever. <laughs> I can imagine. I've got, oh. this, I've
5: got 15 stories are behind me. I, I love that program.
4: How oh, do you? Oh, bless you.
5: Well,
3: the two series, yeah, on DVDs, Right, right. Yeah, so, so I, I don't think... Well, maybe, maybe I'm doing, doing the general public a bit of a disservice, but I, I don't think many people would, would be aware that you've, that you've done all that because sort of a lot of it, your, your face isn't to it. I'm, I'm not sure people are aware of like what, what people have written for.
4: No, I don't, I don't think they are. I don't think they are aware. Um, we used to be credited as, as writers, but we're not anymore. We're credited as uh, programme associates. Right. Uh, so, um, but I mean, the, the the reason is, you know, stand ups. And people on tell you they don't necessarily want people to be, be it broadcast. Even though I am now uh, broadcast that, that they have writers. But you know, a, a lot of people do know uh, that, that, that they have got writers because television is a really hungry beast. It just it it you know you've got a day maybe. To, to write, to, to think of some stuff on 8 Out of 10 Cats. I have to say, with Sean, I wrote with him uh, on all the series of 8 Out of 10 Cats and nearly all of the series for, for Cats Does Countdown. And I, I can't stress enough: 90%, 90, more than 90% of the stuff he has written. And a lot of that didn't even get on screen. An enormous amount of he is thinking on the hoof on the show. So, um, as I say, we were often sort of a, a, a kind of insurance policy. It's if we just went blank and went, uh, I can't yeah. think of anything, there that, that would be something to say, you know.
5: So, so what but does that? Involve? It sounds this might sound a bit of a weird question. What does that involve? So, are you writing sort of like the gags for it, or are you? Are
4: you yeah, yeah like- right. Yeah, writing the gags for it, and uh, um, uh, I mean, on eight, eight out of ten cats, you kind of. You know what the news. You don't want. We've you, got no idea what the questions are going to be. You don't know what what's going to be asked. But on the um, on the uh, the topical round at the beginning, you kind of know. Well, there's there's going to be stuff about Brexit, or there's going to be stuff about
3: current you know whatever is right it is. Speaking. So
4: you just write. You just write exactly. So you just write some gags about
3: yeah. Brexit,
4: or you know the <laughs> Queen stumbling over a thorn. You know whatever that whatever stories were around, um, so yeah. You do, I mean, it's a weird thing. You go into a, an office and uh, you sit down. You get there at ten o'clock and you have a cup of tea. You sit down. And you go, right. Let's try to be funny. Uh, and it's it's a it's an odd thing that you have to sort of sit there with a the newspaper and go, is this funny? Is, there, is this a funny idea? I, I don't know. Uh, I think that's yeah. a great
3: art, that because I think obviously you can make a joke in the moment, but like yeah. having having to actually think about yeah writing jokes yeah I think that's a that's yeah. quite incredible art actually.
4: There's there's not many people there's not that many people that do it um, uh, in in the country. I don't know what I don't know what it is now. All these youngsters are coming up. I um, uh, I'd say forty people maybe. No, it's not a lot. 35, 30, 30, 40 people, something like that. Yeah, not a lot at all. No, it's not a massive, there's not hundreds of us. No.
3: I mean, we um we are obviously a football podcast, primarily a south end football podcast, but we will um we, we will we will come to that. Um but yes. yeah, we will um just for a moment, we I think we both uh, will completely fanboy it. And as I as I had mentioned um, last week when uh when I bumped into you, you you are talking to like two of probably the biggest in-betweeners fans going. Genuinely, I there's not a day goes by where I don't think we quote it in some way or another <laughs> to each other or, or in a group chat. Yeah. It's um yeah. really that yeah. stood the test of time. Probably one of the most relatable programmes that I've ever mm. watched. How 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 was that? That was uh,
4: uh you know, it was it was extraordinary um how it took off. I mean, I uh I I got the call. Um, for to, to go for an audition on um from my agent on the friday and she said right uh you've got a, you've got an audition you've got casting tomorrow and i said "Now nah, you must mean monday she went no 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 no, 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 no tomorrow hey eh? saturday Did, no one casting on saturday that's insane and um she said no no no, no. she said it's it's last minute because uh, I, I, I'm not really sure why it's so last week. They, they couldn't find someone. I'm not. I don't entirely know. So she said, um, "There's a few of you going along. We've I've done the deal before you even get the part. So just in case you do get it." And I said, "Right, okay." So um, my wife and I uh, were uh, were booked to go away for the weekend, and uh, I had to say, "Yeah, uh, I've, I've got to go. I've got to go casting." Uh, so she went, "All right." So uh, as I left, she shouted out, "You better bloody get it!" <laughs> so I, right, okay. So I, uh, I went off there. There was a few of us there. I went into the casting, a big long table. I'm sitting opposite uh, Ian and Damon, who, who wrote it, uh, and then the the producer, and then uh, Gordon, the the Gordon Alexander, the director. So I, I did my piece. And they, I did a, a few other scenes and they, they asked me a couple of questions about the part and how I saw I was, how I was going to play it. And um, and, and I write, OK. So normally then, in, a, in an audition, what normally happens is they go, thanks very much, Martin. And you. it's all unsaid. You know, someone will be in touch with your agent. You either got it or you haven't. So you get up and you go. That didn't happen. I was just sitting there and no one said no one kind of gave me that trigger that release word to sort of go off you fly go away no one gave me that so I was just sitting there and they all sat there just just the other side of a table whispering to each other and I was going oh my god this is toe curling so I just started looking at the script a bit more and they're whispering and they whispered for about I mean, it felt like about five minutes, but it was probably about 30 seconds. And I was just going, oh, God, do they want me to get up? Do they want me to leave? Have I? Did they? Did I not hear them? Did they say, thanks very much? That's You can go now. So I just sat there. And um, Ian, uh, who, who uh, produced it and, and wrote it with, with, uh, with Damon, Ian just went across and goes, you've got the part. Oh blimey, amazing! Uh, and then they—this is very unusual, by the way. This doesn't happen normally. And they pushed six TV scripts, six in between the scripts across the table. Went there. You go. So it's a pile about that big. And I go right. You go. And uh, you're in the first scene, Monday morning. See, see you eight o'clock Monday. <laughs> uh, so I, I got out of there. And the, the the process is that um, someone from production will ring you up. You, we're very lucky. We get picked up. Uh, in a car to go to a location and, and we get a car home. It's basically because they don't trust actors to get a train or a bus or drive themselves. They don't trust actors. We are uh, idiots. So um, <laughs> we must be picked up. Thank God. But, uh, we must be picked up and held, our hands held to go into makeup and then into costume I and mean, then onto set. Um, yeah, so I was picked up, you know, six o'clock on Monday morning. And you know, five past eight, I'm standing outside. It was the, the tailors outside the tailor. Um, oh, yeah, when, yeah. Uh, yeah when, when they get they're getting a new suit, and uh, that was the first scene. Uh, uh yeah, I don't, I didn't even have the part less than 48 hours, ridiculous, but yeah. And no one knew well, this was going to be a big show, no, it was just another gig. You just think, great, I've got six weeks work. Uh, this is lovely. It's a lovely part. I didn't really know how to play it. You know, I, I did know how to play it, but it was only when I got there and I got the costume on and I thought, yeah, I think he's like this, you know? And the director Gordon uh, came in with a couple of notes and he said, oh, I think you're nailing it, you know? Uh, so, and that was it, we just, we, you know, between us, we created this terrible monster.
3: That classic embarrassing
4: dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah we had to sort of play
4: it straight. But you have to play it with a kind of a straight bat, uh, so that it's believable. So you know, so that you you don't have that. There was a there was a, a danger to play that character where he had a sort of a a real twinkle in his eye, so he was taking the piss. Yeah, that that's 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 different because he you know he wasn't taking the piss. He was genuinely saying that stuff. You know, I mean, one of my favourite scenes was when I, I came in um, and the boys are playing on, uh, um, on a video game, Nintendo or whatever it is. And uh, uh, I walk in and uh, costume had given me a, a kimono thing. And I said, have you got one shorter? Have you Have got one a bit shorter? <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was, the other one was a bit too long. And I thought, it's just funnier if it's shorter. So they, they found one and, and I put this, this shorter one on because it was more of a dressing gown before, and I put this good sort of shorter thing on. And then I come in and I say, you know, oh, hi. And he said, oh, uh, I thought you'd left home. I said, no, me and your mum have made up, you know. <laughs> uh, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mum's upstairs. I go, oh, then they go, all right, yeah, yeah. And there's that beat, and I go, you got any Johnnies? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's in front of me, mate. And you have to play that really straight, you know. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know? but a great character, a lovely, lovely character to play. Yeah,
3: no, it was. Um, it was. It goes weird. all it goes all the way to the to the big screen as well. You get two, I know. two, movies out of it.
4: I know, and the first series, uh, it it didn't really, it did okay, um, but it it wasn't sort of huge. It was on E4. It was kind of tucked away. It wasn't massive, and uh, and then, um. Uh, series series, so we got another series and series two sort of crept up quite a bit more, you know. But the the it was just when sort of just about when social media was kind of picking up a bit. And it was much more word of mouth, actually, I think. And it, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the 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 third series just went absolutely insane. There was kind of I mean E4 back then was getting, I'd say, average of I, I, I'm plucking figures out of nowhere here, but I'm guessing around about eight hundred thousand viewers was was a was a really good show. Six hundred thousand, you know, this was getting over five million. It oh was, wow, Jesus! Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, it was it was it was absolutely smashing everything. It was insane. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's the, and then they did the movie and. Uh, that was great fun and yeah with that you know yeah and actually strangely phone shop was a was a a strange casting as well that just just occurred to me um phone shop was weird because uh phone shop was written by uh phil balker and um he wrote it produced it and directed it. and he um he also produced uh 15 stories so i i already knew him from from there I was doing some writing at the the production company Talkback that that he was at, and he came upstairs and he said, oh, can you pop down at lunchtime just to do me a favour, because we're just uh, improvising some stuff with some guys just for this little silly idea I've got. So I said, yeah, okay, fine. So I went down there, spent about half an hour, 40 minutes down there just improvising comedy bollocks. You know, sorry, are you allowed to swear on you? say what you like yeah right, okay, right. <laughs> yeah uh, improvising comedy bollocks um i had I'd had a great laugh Phil said thanks so much I'll buy you a beer after work I said, yeah right okay forgot all about it about two weeks later I got a call from Phil and he said hi hi, hi. he said uh, you've got the part I eh what, <laughs> what are you on about he said no he said that I filmed it all uh, everyone that talk back loves you I wanted you to get the part but um I didn't want you getting nervous about it, so I got you down. It was a casting, and we're doing a pilot, and we shoot it in uh, six weeks' time. Right? I'm, what's going on? So, uh, so that was a weird audition as well. So, and that went on to do uh, a part, well, nineteen episodes, three, three series, and a, and a pilot. Yeah, I couldn't
5: remember oh. anything. Any series I've done actually, I, I,
4: I didn't forget about it, but it's, it's quite a while ago now, it's longer than you realize, isn't it? It is, yeah. The, the last series went out in uh, blimey, I think it was 2014, it might have been 2013, but some, somewhere around there, so yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's it's all, st- it's all still on all four phone chops all still on there, um, and uh, I get you know, I get. I get recognised from from both of them, really, in, in equal measures. I think Phone Shop was a, a slow burner. It wasn't nearly as big as the us, but mm. through word of mouth now, it's become not as big, but much bigger than it was when it went out.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I I submit, I, I only watched it sort of retrospectively. I, did, I didn't watch it when it came
4: out.
5: Mm. I, I, I think it's through word of mouth or, like, like, say, with the streaming services, you can just put it on and watch it. You
4: yeah, watch it. yeah. Of course, you know, the, the in-betweeners, I, I, I really don't think the in-betweeners would get made now. It wouldn't uh, It wouldn't. It's mental, that, isn't
3: it? Because it actually wasn't yeah. all that long ago. And, no. and yeah, you're right, it probably, it probably wouldn't. But um, it, it, it literally would. was. It was that word of mouth that, um, that I got introduced to. It It was actually my driving instructor at the time um, told me. She was like, um, oh, no, have, 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 you, have you been watching the in-betweeners? I think it was kind of at the start of the second series. And I was yeah. like, no, I've never heard of it. And she, she was like, oh, like, you should watch it. I think it's right up your street. And I'm not sure what she meant by that. I'm not sure what sort <laughs> of, I'm not sure what opinion she had in me to say that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I jumped straight on it. And, yeah, I, I never looked back with it.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, um, it's a very naughty show. Very naughty. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, so relatable. But for, for, for everyone, so incredibly related uh, and and great fun to do. And, you know, I, lo- I loved working.
5: And ultimately, it was quite light-hearted as well, really. Like, yeah, it probably wouldn't be allowed to be filmed now, but it was light-hearted. It wasn't, you know, serious, you know.
4: Well, I, I think um, if I'm right in saying, I mean, Ian and David might clout me for this, but I think I'm right in saying they originally wrote it and it was... Uh, 20-somethings, it was, that they were, you know, I think they were students or, or something like that. And Channel 4 really liked the script, but they said, look, it's, you know, it's really sort of quite offensive, you know, they're, they're, they're young men, you know. Why don't we make them school kids, you know? So why, why don't we make them sort of 15, 16, you know, because then they can kind of get away with it. They can go with that sort of naivety. So they did, and it, it worked, well, you know, as we all yeah.
3: know, the rest yeah. is history. It was, yeah. I was literally that that word relatable because I think we've every every teenage school kid has been th- at least one of those characters at any at any one yes. of those. Scenes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, We've we've certainly all been that. Yeah. Considering it was hitting about five million views, do you sort of? Oh,
5: that wasn't your call, but do you sort of regret there wasn't another series, or do you think three was perfect and it beat, it was the right time and you know? Quality rather
4: over quantity. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think three was right. I think because I th- I don't know whether Ian and Damon thought that there, that there might be some uh, some films and movies are afterwards, but they had to move on to that fairly quickly because these guys, you know, time goes on and they they're getting older and older, kind of you know, you know, can't play that to sort of the 16 17 year old anymore because they're you know 30 with kids uh so i suppose they made that that choice to go look we're, we're going to make a film instead uh and they managed to make two um with a bit of makeup <laughs> <laughs>
5: i still think for a third a wedding or something a stag do <laughs>
3: yeah it's <the> stag <laughs> yeah
4: yeah 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 i i don't know um I mean, the films were pretty good. I thought, you know, great. I think the first one's probably better than the than the second one because uh, I'm I in it more. Which,
3: which <laughs> one was it? Was it what film was it? It's nice. the second one. It's the second one, isn't it? With the uh, the water slide. You you know. it Me me and farms were in the cinema. Was uh, like the pair of us were like folded up crying at uh, that that scene. Because you knew it was yeah. coming, but still, yeah. like the execution of it was like yeah. sublime.
4: It was beautifully done, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. For a poo joke, beautifully done.
3: <laughs> That's what I mean. You could see it coming, but still, it was yeah. like, I still wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Should we, um, should we move on to some football?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Let's. Uh, well, should we go? Should we go way, way back to the start? So you say you, you obviously you moved down um, to to Southend. What, what are your what are your earliest memories of uh, of following Southend?
4: Well, I think um, my earliest memories was when I was about. I suppose I was about. God, I, I, I it's a long time ago, you know. Uh, I suppose I was about 14 uh, or f- maybe 15. I think I was 14. And my uncle uh, started to take me over there because my dad wasn't really into football. My brother was into football, but he was quite good at playing football. Uh, so he, he would go and play on a Saturday afternoon for various teams, you know. So the uh, my mates were at the time were kind of into it, but not that much. But my uncle loved Southend. So uh, he took me over there uh, when I was about 14 and uh, Derek Spence was playing. Um, and I always remember the, uh, the the North Bank was singing Derek Spence as an international because he, he played for uh, Northern Ireland. Um, and I loved it from the first we sit, sit, stand in the paddocks, which is the East stand. You yeah. used to have a sort of a standing bit at, at the front of it. and. Um, from the first time I went, I absolutely loved it. Uh and then I kind of drifted away a bit, then came back in the sort of late 80s. Uh but really my 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 the time I spent most down there was the late 80s to the mid-90s. Um and then I kind of moved up to London. Um so it was Brett Angel, Ian Benjamin. Uh, Andy Ans, uh, Steve Tilson, uh, Chris Powell, all that all that. Yeah, that wasn't uh, a bad side back then was it? No no it really wasn't no uh, Spencer Pryor. Um, I always remember that really cruel song they used to sing because I was I always thought Spencer Pryor was a pretty pretty safe pair of boots to, to be honest you know they used to, they used to sing said find a buyer for Spencer Pryor. It's, <laughs> I, I I think, that. yeah i think I didn't know that. <laughs> they, they i think they sang it because it rhymed and they didn't really didn't really think it through that he, <laughs> he was actually he was actually all right center back you know um but yeah i mean my, my memories down there are uh i love watching brett angel because you you never knew what was going to happen he was six foot five or whatever he was like a rake, his arms and legs were all over the place. I, I don't think he scored a goal from further out than eight yards. Um, it, he was just—he was just a handful. He wasn't—I don't remember him being particularly pacey. He was a great header of the ball, and uh, him and Ian Benjamin had such a great uh, uh, partnership, you know, because um, Ian Benjamin would, would hold the ball up uh, and. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, uh, Ian Bader would hold the ball up and you know lay it off to him uh, as I say, about six yards out then uh, but you never knew where the goal was going to come from, he was just kind of there's so many goals I seem to remember that, that Brett Angel scored where behind the goal they cheer and you go oh, have they scored? Because it was just, just a melee of people where he managed to crack the ball in the back of the net he was great to watch um, I loved him and uh, and then, um, actually, Chris Phillips said the other day, uh, um, I, was, I was down at the Max the other day and I was speaking to Chris Phillips from, from The Echo, and he was saying that the communication now uh, from the club and the social media and, you know, you really get to know what's happening in your, in your team or your club, you know, uh, injury news, and um, there's rumours about a, a, a transfer or something like that. Back then... He was saying, I don't remember this, but he was saying, I remember coming down and, uh, uh, and the announcement went something like, um, oh, if you're expecting to see Brett Angel playing today, he's gone to Everton. Now, here's the <laughs> team, <TV. laughs> G. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you mean he's gone to Everton? <laughs> when, when, did that, when did that happen? <laughs> oh, last night. Um, yeah, so you didn't really hear as much stuff about what was going on. I, but I do remember... Um, we, we went. We uh, went. We were. We were. Uh, we used to watch from the west end, and uh, I remember coming to see uh, a match, and and they they signed Stan Collymore, uh the night or the day before, and I went down with all my mates, and I said we were we were sort of going who's who's called Stan these days? Is going to come out? It's going to come out, and he's going to be uh, he's going to be seventy two, and you know. He, I, Stan, Jesus Christ, what 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 why are we signing <laughs> players like this? This is insane. And my memory of it, and I don't know whether it is true, but my memory of it is that Stan came out and it was a big cheer and kicked off, and within about five or six minutes, my memory is that the West End went quiet because he was just stunning. I mean, he he absolutely took the piss in that division. He, he just we were just gobsmacked, just going, "Oh my God, he's the Messiah!" He <laughs> was, he was amazing. He was amazing, you know. And he did, you know, he did take the Mickey in that in that division. He just, uh, he rampaged through defenses. He was, a, he was unbelievable. Best mm. player I've ever seen in, in a blue shirt. Oh, definitely.
5: I, I bought the yeah. DV, always um, all his goals just happened quite recently. And did um, you? It, some of the goals were just a joke.
4: Yeah. They're, they're amazing, aren't they? Expert. I seem to remember him running and then stopping but with putting the ball the ball his foot on the ball and then sort of doing that sort of jigging around and then going around other players he was huh. Eh? yeah he was amazing it's almost
3: like he'd let he'd let the defender think he had a chance let him catch up with him a little yeah. bit and then no he, I'm off again <laughs>
4: exactly exactly yeah yeah he was amazing Amazing. Yeah, sad,
3: sadly Stan in his in his playing days was just before my time. So um but yeah, as the same. I've I've bought that D V D and yeah, the the goals he was scoring were absolutely incredible. No, but yeah. like if if I if I could go back to like any any time in like Sand history, I think it would have to be that one. Just yeah. those those yeah. 30 games just to just witness yeah. that.
4: Yeah. I also remember um I remember Chris Powell's first game. I thought I'm pretty sure um, yeah, it was his first game. And we were in the North Bank for that one. And um, he uh, he brought someone down in the box, and it was a penalty. And he was on his knees. He ended up on his knees like that, facing the North Bank like this. And uh, it was, the referee didn't blow up for it. And everyone sort of carried on. And he, he, faced, he faced the North Bank, and he crossed himself. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately won over the fans, you know. And... Uh, he was probably well, probably the second best player I've seen down there. Well, uh,
5: as a play for England,
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he he was amazing, amazing. But we had other great players as well, you know. Um, we had you know dogged midfielders, you know, Phil Gridlet and uh, and uh, Steve Tilson and um, uh, Andy Anser. He was great as well on the right wing, although. His name, uh, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but, uh, you know, every week it would be the same headline in the Evening Echo, Andy has the answer. Uh, <laughs> it was just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had a lot of managers,
3: didn't we? Yeah, it's, like, been the last, sort of, five or six years.
4: Mm.
5: That, was a, that was a good idea, just going. Kind of- I've seen some of the YouTube videos that there people like even like Ricky Otto and stuff. they're just a joke. Yeah, joke. yeah.
3: That, that that team was a joke. It's probably quite. You, you look at it now, and it's like, oh God, could you imagine if that team actually got promoted? Got got to the got to the I know,
4: day? I know. Yeah, it was. Rick it was. was amazing. It was
3: flirting with the idea for a while, wasn't it? And then um, it really was.
4: I mean, there, hmm. there was a real buzz, an incredible buzz around the place. Um, yeah, yeah, nearly, very nearly. One day. Yeah, and now we're in the National League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a no, sad day. all good day. fun. Yeah.
5: Some fall, yeah. That, isn't
4: it? We're all still there, though, aren't we? Well, I'm not there that much because I'm in West London. But um, I'm there in spirit. And I was there last last week. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so what have you sort of... Uh, sometimes where you, like, you, you admit you are watching from af- afar sometimes, but what, what have you made of sort of the, the, the recent decline you know we we seem to have got our act together a little bit in the in the last six months or so but yeah Yeah. how how are you feeling in within the last sort of two to three years
4: i think uh it's you know i i don't know the politics that goes on there down there but the the embargoes and the uh, uh, non-payment of VAT, i think is the root of all of these problems because uh managers have come in and they haven't been able to sign people, they haven't been able to do what they want to do. I don't know whether they've been promised stuff that they but they that's now not delivered. I mean I felt very sorry for Mark Molesley. Um I thought uh I think he's probably a decent a decent coach a decent manager but he had nothing to play with you know I mean they signed um Akinola and he couldn't play for about three months you know he's 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 cleaning everyone's boots you know, it, it's it's crazy, um, and uh, I then some of the players that we've signed, and I'm not going to name names because I think that's cruel, uh, yeah. and I'm not in the business of slagging people off because you know I I'm in the they're in the entertainment business and so am I, and I don't like it when people slag me off, uh, so I'm not, I won't name names. But some players have been bought in that just that just weren't up to it. They were not up to it, um, and and I, I think probably a few players from the youth team were, were shoved in and they weren't ready. And it was, a uh, you know, I watched all of that season on I follow and it was one of the most horrendous seasons I have ever seen. It was awful. Hmm. Um, and soul destroying. you know, um, and, you know, the recruitment has been horrendous, uh, uh in in some parts and then to bring phil brown in and you go you know my heart did sink I, I, and i am naming someone and i'm i apologize phil i, <laughs> I do apologize but my heart did sink because i should have thought why we can't go backwards mm. again you know um that's the nicest
3: been... way of, of wording that yeah I, I, yeah I don't i don't think you've you've done him too much uh no of a well, I, I, I,
4: hope, I hope not i hope not but um because I, I genuinely don't want to do that, but um, you know, if we were, if we were going to go backwards, Tilly, get 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 Tilson back in. Someone's got some passion and belief about the club, but he didn't. They didn't go that way, and he's he's, he's in charge for six games, and he didn't do it. He did change things a bit, and then in the summer, then you read, oh, he's he's uh, he's going to he's carrying on as as manager. You go ah no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do you no? Oh God. Anyway, to be fair, he did. I suppose he signed. A, he signed Dolby, didn't he? No, yeah. he signed Jack Bridge. He signed Jack no. Bridge and Dolby. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. and
3: uh, and Murphy and uh, and Arnold. He did sign some good players, so in
4: yeah. bit... Oh, he signed Arnold as well. You're yeah, actually he signed, not... signed, so Arnold. so he did sign some decent players, to be fair.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, they're good players. Arnold's brilliant. So yeah. is Dolby.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I think he's a great
4: keeper. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Murphy play, so um, I I, right. I, I, don't know. Is he any good?
3: Um, I, I think he's, uh, he's a, certainly a goal scorer, and um, right, probably a little bit similar to to Jack Bridge, really. Where at the start of the season they were playing in a in a poor side. Mm. um but he was he was still nicking like a, a good goal return for the, the side yeah. that he was in so it would actually be, be quite interesting to see him in the team at the moment to see to see what he could do where there's you know we now got an influx of better players uh, around yeah
4: him. yeah yeah i like the look of um uh, as i say i went down there uh again to see uh um them play solihull moors it's a good match actually uh i enjoyed it uh Although I, God, I haven't been down because of the pandemic. I haven't been down for probably about two years, three, two and a half, three years. And I took my son down and uh, it was his first game down there. Um, and uh, I grabbed his arm after about 10 minutes. I said, Christ, I forgot how stressed I get. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of stressful as listening to on the radio. But when you're actually there, it's incredibly stressful and frustrating. But you know, we all love it. Um uh, I saw Callum Powell come on. Blimey, he's he's direct. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like the look of him. Um Noor Hussain, he looked class. Um uh, Lopata. I mean I know he's on a low on on loan, but I mean it he's classy, you know. I don't know whether there's any chance of keeping Lopata or Matt Dennis. I'm I'm guessing not. But uh, mm. I'm guessing they're, they're they're going to go either back to their well. I know Norwich are letting Matt Dennis go, aren't they?
3: Yeah, I yeah, and I, I believe well, I could be wrong, but I, I, someone told me they've already told him that. So yes. that they're, they're not they're not sort of stringing him along.
4: Yeah, um, I mean, I'd love it if he could stay, but I'm guessing he, I mean, he surely he could play in in, in League Two or, or even League One.
3: Yeah, I, I think if he well, how I many games we got left? So we've got about fourteen games left, something like that. So say he gets another, yeah, one in every two. I think he could probably get himself a league one club. Certainly. Yeah, 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 sadly yeah. for us anyway. Great for him, but um, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't want to. You don't want to stop people. You know, you don't want to get cross with people for for moving on. Uh,
3: no, of and, course not. Uh, Being no.
4: more successful.
3: I think the recruitment now is is doing that. It, it's signing these younger players that are on the way up rather than the older players that are on the way down.
4: Yes, yeah. Yes, we've had a few of them. I mean, I, I, Just a
3: couple.
4: I, I did watch and again, I won't say any names, but I did watch on, on iFollow. Um and a couple of players came out and you go, Blimey. they <laughs> they could lose a bit of timber. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, are they training? <laughs>
3: You don't need to name names. I let me know who they are. Yeah, no I, th- I think yeah. I think most listeners will know will know as well. And it's it's me. I was actually saying this to, to somebody earlier today. I don't I don't think many many football clubs suffered a worse lockdown period than Southend did. We actually got relegated yeah. twice in an yeah. era where fans couldn't even go. Like yeah. that is that is bleak.
4: <laughs> yeah, that is. You're absolutely right. That hadn't occurred to me actually. Yeah, you're mm. absolutely right. Fans couldn't go, so we couldn't even vent our anger. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I must tell you, I, uh, uh, when I went to Solihull Moors, it's a long story, but basically, Southend United found out that I, I was going to come down. So they got in touch and um, they very, it's very, really kind of them. And, and through Matt Mundy, who, who I owe a, a big uh, uh, thanks to uh, at South Southend United, um, they said, Yeah, come down with your son. We'll, we'll put you in the, uh, the director's box. So I went great, how lovely, you know, and uh, we went to the captain's bar and, and all this kind of business, and of course we sat down, and it only occurred to me when I sat down it was packed, the director's box was packed, and after about five minutes I stood up and shouted at the ref, and I just went, oh no, you can't do that in here. <laughs> you can't shout, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, in, in the uh, in the director's box, because there are actually directors in here, and people, sponsors, and they so I had to sit down and bite my tongue for the next uh, 85 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> not that I shout at the ref that much, but, um, uh, yeah, I leave that. Oh, you to... will if you
3: watch more games at this sort of level. They're not the best. Yeah. There
4: were there were some astonishing decisions, I have to say. Uh, again, not naming names, but he was the referee. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, there's been some absolute stinkers this year, ref. Mm. So, he yeah. was
4: wonderful
5: better one
3: believe it or not so yeah
4: there, has, yeah there has been a couple of absolute shockers yeah so what do you what do you think I'm gonna ask you a question now so sure. we don't think that you know I mean the dream would be we get into the playoffs and uh, would be a miracle and then we go up realistically what's what's the future we, we build with this team for next season and go for automatic promotion is that it? I suppose it is.
3: Do you, do you want to go? Go on, Farms,
5: you go first. Yeah, I think it just has to be. Just, yeah. you know, stuff and the age of the squad, I think it just has to be. Um, I think if we wasn't to, this is jumping the gun a bit, if we, if we didn't even reach the playoffs next season, I think that would have to be a failure. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah that sounds like I'm being a bit, um, jumping the gun a bit, but I just think that has to be the, the aim. And if you don't reach that, it's a, that's that's, that's, a, that's a failure, ultimately. I wouldn't right. have said that earlier this year, believe me. But I think now we've actually got a really good foundation, a good good management, good players, good age. Um, they seem to all get on, which is always a touch. Yeah, you know, we've we've had a squad that didn't seem to talk to each other for the last three years. So mm. uh, I just think that would be, a, uh, yeah, that will have to be the aim.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I, I agree. I think. You know, you can't you can't get by on just being a big club, just just, just on merit, because we are a big club to, to yeah. be at this level. But you know, so are Knotts County, so are Chesterfield, Stockport, Wrexham. You know, there's there's bigger clubs than South End have fallen into the National League and and they've struggled to get back. Like yeah. Quinton Luton, Oxford didn't, you know, it didn't take them like two or three seasons. It, it was a long time. Right. Um, so yeah, there's no there's no god given right to to bounce straight back. But um
4: can't we pay someone? Can't we, <laughs> can't we just? Can't we? Can't we all just c- collect? Uh, you know, ten each, and then give it to the national league and go. Can we go now, please?
3: <laughs> Ron's probably- but no, I, I, I am in, in agreement. Yeah, I think you know th- this season for for the remainder of this season, I think there's. From From a fan's perspective, it's about having some fun again, because you know we we were robbed of that for so long, you know mm. as, as I just said during during the the lockdown spell um and yeah let's let's just see what happens because we're not gonna go down now, which I think is the the biggest plus so anything anything that we can do should be considered already an an achievement yeah, um yeah, I think we. Potentially have already done some. Well, we have. We have. We, we're doing long-term recruitment now. I think. Yeah. So, someone like Lapata's no doubt going to go back to his parent club, but we yeah. probably have already signed the player to replace him in in the young lad Kensdale, So yeah. I think there's lots of building blocks already being down done there, for it. the future.
4: Yeah, he looked good when I was down there.
3: Yeah, I, I like That's the first time i have seen yeah. him. Yeah, I yeah. liked the look of him.
4: Yeah, and um, and Leon Davies. He looked, yep. he looked, pretty good. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, also, you know, with, with uh, Kevin Mayer um, and his team, you know, with with Curry and uh, Bentley, uh, they just seem to, they seem to really know what they're doing. It's just, yeah. I, which yes, is a, a bit
5: of an overused phrase, though. They just seem to understand. They get it. They understand yeah. the
4: fans. Yeah. What the,
5: and just that, that I guess the, the connection between the two. I
4: yeah, like... yeah, but it's I... a joy to watch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it
5: is. Now, and their uh,
4: passion, their passion is is, yeah, is a right. joy to watch as well. Yeah.
5: So you got, you got, any, got any got any away games lined up? Any or any home games lined up? Or do you not really do? Are you just gonna pick and choose? I'll
4: we'll pick choose. an away
3: game.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll pick and choose really. Um, uh, it depends on work. And and uh, and family commitments, and whether whether we're in London that week or whether we're down in the West Country, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to come along to a couple more games this season, but I just don't know which ones.
5: Yeah,
4: but I'll let was you the, know.
5: That your um your boy's first game at Southampton was
4: it? Yes, it was. Yeah, he loved it. He absolutely loved it.
3: He's got to yeah. come back now. We're we're unbeaten when he comes.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got to bring you along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, all the all the near away games have already gone. Um mm. you know, all the there's ones not that many. Away. It's
3: quite uh it's quite a northern league.
4: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh but there were there were some that weren't too far from Westland, Aldershot and uh um woking uh
3: yeah
4: Wieldstern, I think it's quite near.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, that was right at the start of the season, Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was uh I was filming, darling. I was filming.
1: Sorry about that. That,
5: that was probably your new...
4: Mm.
5: But what, what was your reaction to the Gretel his first game, uh, ever football game? Because I, 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 I was thinking he might have gone to maybe like a, like a Tottenham or something and he's going, what the fuck is this?
4: <laughs> no, uh, I have taken him um, because we're not far from Brentford. In fact, I, I've, I've seen South End a couple of times away to Brentford since we've lived in West London. Um and uh, I've taken him to Brentford a couple of times, but um, because I'm not, because I don't, I mean, sorry to Brentford fans, because I don't really, I'm not invested in it. It was just taking him to a football match, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't pick up on the, on my vibes of my excitement of my, you know, so he sort of said that going to South End was way better than going to Brentford because of that, I think, because his dad was going, ah, we're in here, come on, and, you know, whereas I just sat and watched the match there, it was like watching it on the telly, you know, um, mm. uh, so I think he picked up on that, so, yeah, I, I, he's a shrimper, for sure. Good yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. He's in, he's in
3: for a lifetime of heartache, but good man. I know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have sat him down and warned him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, I guess uh f final final question, score prediction for the uh, for the game on Tuesday against Grimsby. You
4: gonna keep that unbeaten mm. run going? I think we can, yeah. I think uh, I think this this group of players have really got their tails up. And I think um having crawled their way back to from uh, from losing to uh, to drawing in both matches, uh yeah one at the weekend just now one last week solid I think they've got that that spirit that um, that they can beat anyone in this in this league uh, I think it'll go 2-1 2-1 to us solid
3: yeah I'm not going to disagree I'm not gonna, yeah. I, 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 I fancy this as well to be honest yeah, I, I think we'll um, I think we'll get three points there.
4: yeah I think we will I think and I, I read in the paper that um, uh, Matt Dennis left the uh, on, on crutches I'm I'm, mm. I'm I'm hoping that's just so you know, he's not putting any pressure on it and making it any worse rather than it's already that bad yeah
3: yeah i mean that, but, uh, that from, from the a shame.
4: from the radio commentary it kind of felt that he was uh he was only playing about 70 percent uh because uh, they were saying on the radio that at one point um you know kevin Mayer was trying to sort of G him up and to go, you know, but they they were saying that he doesn't. He, he looks a bit injured, so I don't know.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, you, I think the uh, the benefit we do have though is, is now we've actually got subs to come in, not, like how can just come in and start the
4: game? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, it's certainly yeah. a good
3: option. Isn't
4: it? Yeah, and and Harry Cardwell, who looks a great prospect as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, he, injured. Uh, yeah. He's what? Uh,
3: He's injured
4: at the moment, but yeah, yeah. No, I know. Uh,
3: Thankfully, I don't think it's um, it's anything too long term, is it? Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Right. Yeah. But as you
4: say, at the
5: moment, everything's really,
4: really positive for once, isn't it? It's really positive. Yeah. Yeah, I
5: feel a bit weird.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great to be uh, great to be a Shrimper um, uh, and it hasn't been for quite a few seasons. Um. but yeah no i think we, we have to uh leave with 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 a, with a positive attitude and um i think we'll win and um i think we'll be in the premier league in 3 years time <laughs> no you can you can't do it in 3 years time
3: <laughs> we'll form a new it super will, league we'll, we'll we'll get in somewhere
4: yeah yeah we'll pay someone off t- <laughs> honestly that's the way to do it that is the way
5: that's what the top clubs do anyway yeah. yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't quite
3: worked for Wrexham yet, has it?
5: Oh, if it doesn't, it's embarrassing,
3: isn't it? But yeah, yeah. They're start they're yeah. starting to motor a little bit now, aren't they? they? They they might have peaked just at the right time. Well, only yeah. know that like, at the end of the season, obviously. But yeah, they've um, yeah yeah they've, yeah they've become a little bit of a juggernaut in the last right. the last month yeah. or so. But yeah, you well, see, with, I, with the money I, there, I, you'd hope so, wouldn't you?
4: I recorded the first series of uh, my radio sitcom. Uh, Bravo to Charlie's, which is on series three. Part of series three is on on iPlayer actually. I uh, know uh, on BBC Sounds rather. Uh, it's about the North Wales Traffic Police, and we recorded the first series in Wrexham, and we had a lovely time. So I, I like Wrexham, and I and I love. And we we've recorded all the series. Uh, we've done three. Um, we've recorded them all in North Wales, uh, around Wrexham or Clandidno. and. Um, I love North Wales. Um, you know, we might be going back up there to do another one. Um, there we go. Oh, one little plug. My, uh, there's a there's a show I'm in starts on Channel Five on Saturday night, uh, called Queens of Mystery, which is uh, a very sort of very stylized kind of murder mystery thing. But its tongue is firmly in its cheek, and uh, I play um, Detective Inspector Thorne, very grumpy. Very grim, <laughs> uh, but a lot of fun to shoot, a lot of fun to film, and that's on uh, Channel Five at nine fifteen on Saturday, the twelfth. There you go. We'll, we'll put that
5: on the uh, we'll put that on the, uh, the Twitter. Yeah, account. we'll we'll plug that mm. for you. No
3: Brilliant.
4: Brilliant. At all. Brilliant.
3: Yeah, I think. We're, Thanks, guys. I, th- I think we're about there. Yeah. No, thank you very much for um for taking Brilliant. the time to chat to us.
4: Yeah. No, I really enjoyed Top it. Man. I really enjoyed it, and we'll do it again.
3: Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we do it again. You don't know, have to let us know. Yeah, obviously your your schedule can can be a bit a uh, bit all over the place. But yeah, if, there's a, if yeah. there's a game that you're um that you're coming to, you'll you'll have to let us know. We'll, we'll come our Yeah, to yeah.
4: I'll I'll give you a shout. Definitely. Perfect. Lovely to chat, guys.
3: You, oh, sorry. i
4: you enjoyed it. Come on you balloons. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah. See you mate. Bye, Thank bye. you. Yeah.
3: You. Bye. Bye.